Last year at this time, whether you knew it or not, the survival of this company was on the line. And I look at the faces in this room who have given their all to this tenuous recovery, and I say, prepare to take a great leap forward. Prepare to swim the English Channel and then drown in champagne. The world will know we've arrived. Welcome to the One Broken Cog Podcast. Join John and Brian as they share small adjustments that lead to major impacts. One Broken Cog Podcast. Hitting you harder than the presidential debate last night. You know, actually, I missed that thing. I was watching some highlights. Very interesting. And it seems like the presidential race is going to be a fight until the very end. And on that note, you know, I've been so inspired lately by businesses that have stepped up and rallied behind all their talent, pooled all their resources, and have really come together steadfast and united during these difficult times. And as you know, my motto is small adjustments lead to major impacts. And my guest today made the proper adjustments, which allowed his business to survive and even experience growth throughout the uncertain economic conditions that are happening due to COVID-19. Now, who am I referring to is Justin Knapp, who is the CEO of Chameleon Companies, an Amazon small business that survived the pandemic. Now, Justin took a startup manufacturing operation to a U.S. leader in color powder. Now, he markets color products used for events like gender reveals, festivals, and 5K races on Amazon and other platforms and have pivoted into other product lines. Justin, it's great to have you on the show. Welcome to the One Broken Cog Podcast. Hey, great to be here. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, no, it's, it's such an inspirational story, Justin. I know so many business owners are, have been struggling. They've been really racking their brains. Some have made it, some have not, and some are right in the middle of it. So before we jump into how you navigated through the pandemic, I'd love to hear about the origin story of Chameleon Companies, kind of your story of how you formed the business and how it came to be. Yeah, great. So I have a partner, and he uh, had a really long background in sales, and it was mostly in the food world. He was uh, selling ingredients, spices, vanilla, and a customer once upon a time said, hey, we'd do great if we had a company who could do small blends for us. Just put a few ingredients in a little mixer, but all the companies want huge minimum orders. And so he bought a little blender, and they started blending some things. And uh, I came on the scene, and they said, hey, a friend of ours came and said, the color powder is starting to trend, and the color run Color Me Rad, they were just starting to get some traction and they were having a hard time getting product out of India. And a friend came and said, could you guys make color powder in your blender? And we just started experimenting. And all of a sudden we figured out the, the magic, so to speak, and we were making color powder in droves. I mean, we made hundreds of thousands of pounds of this. And that became a real core of our business. And we just continued to try to identify customers' needs and tweak a little bit. We bought a few other pieces of equipment that did some things ancillary to that. And we were able to package our color in a lot of different forms based on our uh, machines. And those machines would cross over sometimes and do other products. Uh, And so we just ended up in a place where we became a, a big manufacturer in the U.S., arguably the biggest we think we are. And so that's how we got to where we were at pre-COVID. That's great. That's great. Now, COVID hit. How did it impact your business? March 10th, and I was high-fiving everybody because we were breaking records and feeling so good about what we'd done. We'd, we'd worked for months and months and months on our Amazon side and uh, other retail uh, online sales. And 
I think it was March 11th or 12th when we just felt the air come out of our sails. We just realized, okay, people can't get together. And we make most of our revenue in the spring as people are partying with festivals, a lot of schools. And so we had to take a deep breath and say, how do we survive? What is needed? What do people want? And we had some brainstorming sessions and we said, what do we get at? Well, we, we can still make color. We've got a warehouse, we've got employees. We need to put together some things that will be relevant. So we started playing with some ideas. And one thing we came up with, we called it the social distancing survival kit. And we realized people were trapped at home, probably not gonna get out soon. So we put in some cards you could fill out, like you'd send your grandma a birthday card or a card that included some watercolors and some chocolates and some games and a deck of cards. And just kind of a, this might be a gift you could send to someone who's sitting at home, frustrated, worried, what have you. And we had a consultant who said, you're not going to sell this. It's not going to be worth it. But we scrambled, we did it, and lo and behold, it took off. And it was a, it was a buzzword, social distancing. And <laughs> for whatever reason, people were searching it. And we could hardly find enough material to keep them stocked. We were scrambling. We were running around shopping locally. We were ordering online everywhere we could. And it actually became a little bit fun to see uh, in the craziness how that took off and did well for us. That's awesome. I mean, it's great. You were thinking on your feet. You made that pivot, that adjustment, and it helped your business in the now, but also out of the pandemic, your business is going to be on their mind when they need color powder because of the social distancing survival kits. Very, very smart. I got to give it to you there. What do you think was the most difficult issue that you had to overcome during the pandemic? Uh, we, we were nervous about cash flow. We were nervous about um, could we find something that worked. At the same time, we released our social distancing kit. We released a, a home recess kit. We liked it better. We, we spent a lot of time on it, and it was just some games and some balls and some balloons and ideas for parents to say, how do I do recess during homeschool? And we thought that we wouldn't be able to keep that in stock and we almost couldn't give it away. So we tested and we tested a couple other things that um, had marginal success, but we would start small, get the items together, not take a lot of capital risk, put them out in the market. And if they sold well, like the social kit, it was great. And if they didn't sell well, we, we didn't lose a lot of time, energy or money. And I think that was one of the keys is we didn't invest a lot into something that actually didn't sell well. And I think that businesses that are of our size that are trying to navigate changes and they're trying to pivot, it's very important to test small and see if you can sell something. And sometimes other people sell things on Amazon that we can't seem to sell, but sometimes we can sell something really well. And it's almost impossible to identify sometimes why other people, other sellers are selling something really or not. But I think one of the keys was really testing things on a small scale and then scaling up when we knew we had some traction. I love that. You know, A-B testing, I always recommend, and it's very, very smart you did that. Now, before we jump in, I know you have the three keys for small businesses on Amazon to survive a pandemic. Before we jump into that, we'd love to talk to you just quickly about the e-commerce space. You know, you're big on Amazon, and a lot of companies are trying to figure out how to rise above and get to that top level when somebody's searching for something to show up in the top five. And a lot of times, Amazon themselves now are manufacturing products and competing with, you know, the local businesses and smaller businesses who are selling on Amazon. So it's tougher to be found and be chosen. How did you do it? How did you take your business to the next level 
and made this great presence on Amazon where people found you and they purchased you, they reviewed you, and you've been able to make it a sustainable business? Yeah, that's a great question. We, we're a little bit fortunate. We, we put our color powder on Amazon quite a few years ago and we didn't really understand the Amazon platform. And just luck would have it that we started to sell a lot of color there. People's eyes were there. I guess when you have you know, 100 plus million Prime subscribers, you're, you've got shoppers. So then we realized somewhere along the line that Amazon, they have all the data, right? And if something is a, a commodity type product, Amazon's probably gonna sell it and we cannot compete with Amazon on price. So as a small business, we said, what are our strengths? And again, one of our strengths is we have a warehouse, we have employees. So we said, let's do some kits. Let's, let's take three or four or five, six items, combine them, put them in one package. And our kit is going to look different than someone else's kit. So we're probably not going to be directly competing, but we might be able to compete with words that people are searching for. Uh, for example, there was uh, Amazon has a bath salt line. They sell Epsom salts that people soak in. And they sell it in bulk, and there's no way we can compete with Amazon on the price. But we have a little machine that puts things in small packages. So we said, well, what if we put small packages of Epsom salt, put our own label on it, and those have got, gotten a lot of traction during COVID. And as winter comes and people are taking more hot baths, they're really trending. And so we, we try to differentiate, and we always try to be cutting edge. How, how could we make this better? And in my run of life, I'm just always looking. I look in stores, I look at Etsy, I look on Pinterest, and I say, what's trending? What do people like? How could we do that and, and do it in our own unique way? Uh, and I think that we're really solving problems, uh, at least trying to solve problems with packaging sizes. Sometimes you can put something in a bigger package than someone else or a smaller package than someone else or combine items. And it's a fight on Amazon, right? It, it's hard to sometimes get people to see you. And so being unique is good. And then if you get something really unique, sell it while you can because it's probably not going to be too long before someone's doing something like it. That's great advice. No, it's true. You have the trailblazers, then you always have the people, the beggars and hangers on who kind of latch onto that idea and try to copycat it. Uh, but what you say is absolutely correct. Resonate differentiate, substantiate the three keys to success in business. Now, speaking of three keys, you have the three keys for small businesses on Amazon to survive the pandemic. Would love for you to share that with the audience. I know they're clamoring to hear it. Yeah, you bet. So we realized we had to be creative and we, we put, a, get, put together a few minds and none of us have marketing backgrounds per se. None of us have studied this in depth. We just said, let's be creative. And so we're again always looking i'm looking outside the box a lot of things that are selling outside of amazon can be sold on amazon and if you're lucky enough to bring those items to amazon or to e-commerce um, that's good so i think creativity is absolute key don't don't get stuck in a rut thinking i'm going to go to china or i'm going to i'm going to go to amazon itself and find out what's hot you can buy software and you can find out oh that you know people are selling 4 million of this gadget well that means Thousands of Amazon sellers are trying to sell that gadget. So uh, you might find gadget A and gadget B and say, I can combine these in one box. And now you've got search volume. People want that, but now you've created a twist. So that's part of the creativity. Secondly is, I think, our creativity packaging. Uh, we, we don't have a full-time person in-house that does design. We, we farm that out a little bit, but we try and 
do our best to speak to what people are searching for. And again, it can be trial and error. So as long as you're testing small things on small scales, you're not going to get burned too much financially. And I had a friend who said that he had $300,000 worth of inventory sitting in a, a warehouse that he bought to sell on Amazon and found out he couldn't sell it. And so we've been very good at not getting ourselves into that trap. Uh, secondly was just flexibility. You have to pivot. We found that in COVID and we think we'll be a better company for having been through this and learned how to tighten the ship, be, be more forward thinking and, uh, Again, testing small products uh, on a testing product on a small scale. So be flexible. If your core business is X Y Z, um, you might have to branch out of that. We're so known for color, and I just found out I'm almost out of inventory on a shoe rack that we started selling on Amazon like three or four months ago. We saw it on Pinterest and said, "That's a great shoe rack. Could we do that?" But well, we happen to have a friend who has a shop, and we're just testing. So we made our own shoe racks out of wood and metal. And now we're going to make a bunch more can do that and just send us the finished shoe racks. So we would have never, ever imagined a year and a half ago, we'd be selling a shoe rack made out of wood because that's not what we do. And we've got several other products in the works like that that are completely unrelated to our core business of color, but Amazon's a great platform. So flexibility, I think, is good. And then endurance. Uh, there was a time in March where we looked at ourselves around our conference table and said, how are we going to do this? Can we survive this? And of course, throwing in the towel didn't really seem like a viable option, uh, but there were so many unanswered questions and most people in business will remember those gut-wrenching conversations and questions we ask ourselves. But we just said, we're committed. People, people need things. People need items. People are going to continue to buy stuff. Let's stay in it for the long haul. Let's, tighten up, tighten our belts again, and let's get through it. And Amazon is such a big animal, right? They are a beast. They have, I think I just read, they have a million employees. And when you have a million employees trying to do all this, you're bound to make mistakes. And so we often, the, the hardest part of our day is something went wrong with the listing. Something happened and we were trying to get answers. And we just took some deep breaths and said, we're just going to endure. And if it's hard for us, it's hard for thousands of other sellers. And the people who endure it well will be here after COVID and three years from now and 10 years from now. And so I would say, don't give up, hang in there. There's a lot of people looking for stuff on Amazon and other platforms and you just have to kind of be tough. And I think that the, the strong survive. So endurance has kind of been one of our uh, recent monikers, I guess. No, it's great. So creativity flexibility and endurance. That's wonderful. Now, Justin, what are the three lessons that you've learned about success during the COVID-19 pandemic? Uh, we, I think we learned again that inventory management is absolute key. And so be small, be wise, right, on, on inventory. Um, I guess uh, the ability to pivot uh, was something that we learned and we're still in the process, I think, of pivoting. I think that's fair to say. And uh, I, I think that um, we also learned that the world didn't fall apart, right? And we, and we stuck with it. We're in it. And maybe the kind of a part B on that is someone's going to come out of this on top. 
right? We learned in the crash back in 2001 and 2008 that uh, a lot of companies built their solid foundations in sketchy times, uh, economic things were uncertain. And so I believe that our company will be much better three years and five years from now from having lived through this. And if, if someone's in that kind of same boat where we are, or where we were a few months ago, I would say, look for opportunities. We learned that we found some opportunities and we're continuing to find those because our set, our senses are heightened and we can't just rest on our laurels of past color sales. No, absolutely. Any advice or words of wisdom you would say to or share with businesses that are either getting into the e-commerce space, they're thinking of going onto Amazon or Shopify, or maybe their current business is kind of floundering. They're already in the e-commerce space, but they're not sure what to do at this point. Any words of wisdom or advice you would give them? Yeah, I think that uh, we had a little bit of luck uh, finding a couple groups just randomly. We were kind of searching on um, Facebook platforms and saying, how do we learn this Amazon business? We, we just didn't know what we didn't know. So we found a couple of groups where we joined and they were able to give us kind of a leg up to start. So you don't know what you don't know when you don't know it. So find someone who can mentor you. You might find a free group. You might find a little paid group and you can get into their system. There's a lot of people who've been around doing Amazon for a long time and e-commerce e for a long time. And then that comes with the caveat. Be careful because a lot of people just want to take your, your money, 3,000, 5,000, and they don't offer much. So it's a little bit hard to vet, but I would say get a mentor uh, where possible. And there is a lot of good information out there. And then secondly, we have to be good at our craft. We got lucky initially on Amazon, but now we have to be good at Amazon and that's an ever-changing thing. So be your best, be a champion, be a competitor, and, and just be a little bit better every day at the skill set you need. And if you're not great at all those skill sets, by all means, find someone who is. And it's incredible to me, but most of our success in the past year in marketing, photography, advertising, keywords, all that has come from very young people who are interns or just out of college. We, we've hired interns at an internship rate so we're getting a bargain where we've got someone who's doing $70,000, $80,000 a year work for $10, $12 bucks an hour because they're interns. And in our case right now in our space, it totally works. I would definitely recommend that. And if you do need to source overseas, find a college kid who's a native Chinese speaker, pay them 10 or 15 bucks an hour and have them source for you. They speak the language. They're savvy on computers. They're savvy on all the, all the platforms you need to be on. And we, we have a tremendous group in our marketing team that is very young, very inexperienced, but very sharp. And we're getting them for a really uh, a good bargain. That's great. Now, as far as reviews go, was it tough for you in the very beginning and even now to get those reviews and manage reviews? Yeah, that's a constant battle for us. Uh, we, we understand through the grapevine that a lot of people are trying to cheat the system and this and that. I don't know how they do that. And so when you're just straight up trying to get reviews, it, it feels laborious sometimes and slow. And so we're getting better at that, but you just have to stick with it, stick with it, stick with it. And again, like you said, A-B test. If we put in a little insert that says, hey, thanks so much for buying from us. We love, we love reviews and try that compared to something else. And then with your follow-up emails that go through Amazon, uh, make sure that you set those up 
properly. So they go out, people don't want to get over emailed, but you've got to send emails and you got to stick within the terms of service. Uh, so inserts into products are very helpful, I think. And you try, we try and provide value. And again, you have to stick with it. You, you, can't, you can't get rich on Amazon in a very short amount of time. At least I don't know anybody who did. Uh, it takes time and energy. Uh, and reviews are key. So customer service, customer service, customer service. We talk about it every week. Get back to people ASAP and answer the questions, take care of them. And it's, just, it's probably a, a universal principle, right? Make people feel good. Make them feel like they got their money's worth and they'll kind of share the love. That's absolutely correct. Word of mouth, the cheapest and most effective form of advertising there is. You know, I had no idea color powder was so popular, Justin. Now my question to you is this, what's been selling more these days, the pink or the blue? Pink or the blue? <laughs> We're about <laughs> even. It sounds like people are having just as many boys as they are girls. Um, gender reveal is this huge for us. It's been so fun. Uh, so yeah, I would say we're about uh, pretty close to 50-50 on pink and blue. <laughs> so you know, you know, it's funny. You look at these gender reveals, it really goes viral. They film these things, they put them on Instagram, and uh, you know, tons of views. So I think it's really gaining steam. So you're in, definitely in the right business. Justin, it's been awesome. Any last... Uh, words of wisdom or anything you'd like to share with the audience before we wrap up? Uh, I just appreciate your time. It's blessed. And I would just say, I, I read recently that Amazon ads, adds a million new products a day, 1 million new products a day. And I don't know if that's an accurate number, but it's probably close. There is room. And so five years from now, how many millions and millions of products will be added? So if you have some creativity and some drive, get in and do it, figure it out. You'll figure it out. And don't, don't wait three years and then say, oh, I should have, because a lot of people in the next few years, I think you're going to make a lot of money as Amazon continues to, to grow and, and gain prime members. Uh, so just don't be shy. Jump in. There you go. I love it. Now, very last question, Justin, it's a personal question is to get to know you a little bit better. You're on an island for the rest of your life. You can only bring one book, one movie, and one album. What would they be? One book, one movie, and one album? Yes. Wow. Um, That's a tough one. Uh, The movie's not tough. Man from Snowy River. No problem. I I can watch that one over. Um, One book, gosh, Good to Great comes to mind. The principles in Good to Great are just timeless. Um, One album, Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin 2, maybe? Ah. Probably. Yeah. That's great. I love it. That's a good record. Yeah. I, I thought you would say Led Zeppelin 4, but that's probably what the most popular, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with Led Zeppelin, so I guess, I guess I'd, I'd take whatever, but yeah. <laughs> there you go. Fantastic. Justin, it's been amazing. How do people get in touch with you, connect with you, find you on Amazon to purchase the color powder, learn about chameleon companies? So chameleoncolors.com and if you search Chameleon Colors on Amazon, you'll get our whole catalog. So really, really easy. And we were fortunate to choose the word, the name Chameleon back in the day before we did color, just because we thought we're going to adapt. And uh, it's been really good for us to learn to adapt, and we'll continue to do that, hopefully. Fantastic. Justin, it's been a pleasure. Have a wonderful day, wonderful weekend. Let's stay connected and uh, keep up the good work. Thanks, Chameleon. You take care. You got it. Okay. Bye-bye. 
Thank you for spending time with us today. We encourage you to join the many businesses that we have helped to achieve their objectives, align their departments, and increase their revenue. You can start by reaching out to us at results at onebrokencog.com. Together, we will make small adjustments that will lead to major impacts to your business, your culture, and your bottom line.